Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is... The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Thanks so much for tuning in. The iHeartRadio app, Fox Sports Radio, and foxsportsradio.com. Iowa Sam on the ones and twos, the great Elijah doing the digital work, and of course, Jason Stewart, longtime radio producer, personality, former member of the XR4TI crew, <laughs> alongside. Hope you had a good Memorial Day, which means uh, summer is here. And um, the NBA Finals are here as well. And um, I do feel like there's an elephant in the room. Here's a question. Where does elephant in the room come from? I I like that expression, right? Chase, can you look that one up for us? Like, Where does elephant in the room come from? What is the, um, is it ephthalmology? What's the background of that? I love when I I love how say, all these sayings you have it comes from something right like people always misuse they say it's a tough road to hoe no it's a tough row to hoe that's a farming term right it's a very tough row to hoe um but there's usually a background yes what's the is it is it the origin the origin right uh, I feel like I'm at the the spelling bee what's the origin what's country origin. Remember uh, Yvonne Kroloff, famous poet in the 19th century, okay. poet and fabulist. He wrote this the- is actually really good because <laughs> one of you, and I know I'm going to use this, right, is the next time you hear elephant in the room, you're going to be like, you're going to be the Cliff Clavin. Like, you know, that, you know where that comes from? Go ahead. He wrote a fable entitled The Inquisitive Man. What's which, the guy's name? Uh, let's see. Yvonne Kroloff. Oh, you know what Kroloff said? I was just reading The Inquisitive Man last night, to yes. be honest. And uh, it's about a man who goes to a museum and notices all sorts of tiny things, but fails to notice the elephant. Hence the proverb. Ah, okay. You know, Krolov said, it's the elephant in the room. 
right? You just you mentioned that at a bar and be like, well, this guy's Krolov. Oh yeah, I read all of Krolov's work all the time. You know what the elephant in the room is? Jokic. Right? Now look, there's a reason we didn't pay that much attention to the Nuggets when they swept the Lakers. We do that even with the Heat today. Let's just be honest. Teams lose and we do the obit and what's going to happen. And I mean, when the Warriors lost to the to the Lakers, we did the same thing. We did. We did the exact same thing. We're like, ah, Bob Myers, is he going to step down? Yes, he just stepped down. What happens with Draymond Green? Well, Steve Kerr said there is no championship window without Draymond Green. Feels like Draymond's going to be back, right? No one said any. No one said, hey, there's no championship window without Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's gone. But we did it when, when anyone loses, we talk about the dearly departed. TNT has them going fishing, and then we kind of dissect the body, if you will. But the other part to it, and the Nuggets continuing calls for respect and attention, it's not that they don't have respect. It's that they haven't gotten a lot of attention. Now, part of it is it's mountain time zone. I don't know, mountain time zone. Well, Mountain Time Zone is kind of money, right? It's kind of money. Like, if you watch a game in California, it starts at 7, it's done at 10. There, it's like 6. And the start of an NBA game, like, wait, you're done at, at 9? That's perfect. I don't First quarter of an, a regular season NBA game, can't watch it anyway. All that matters is the fourth quarter, and that's on at really at 8 o'clock when it's the Nuggets. And, oh, yeah, by the way, if you're East Coast... At East Coast, it's like, all right, if it's a 7 o'clock start time, it's 9 o'clock. You know, you're done before midnight. It's not as bad as when it's West Coast. It's a little less. But mountain time zone, no one ever says, like, let's focus on what people in the mountain time zone think. They're, at best, at best, the second most popular team in the city of Denver. They've never won a championship. They've never been to an NBA Finals. They've had a multitude of jerseys. I like the old ones with the old Denver skyline, the old Dan Issel, Alex English ones, whatever. Okay. It's not for lack of stars. Of course, they had Carmelo and then they had AI for a little bit with Carmelo. It's just they're the they're one of those teams. You're like, yeah, okay. But I believe that a good portion of people, even people in sports, they didn't watch the Nuggets play in the regular season. They haven't seen a Nuggets game since really the bubble. And the only reason you watched them in the bubble was because you had to. There's nothing else on. Right? It, we were literally a, we, we were a, a secured audience. I can quote somebody. Remember Yakov Shmirnov? Remember the, the comedian Yakov Shmirnov? <laughs> Is he still alive? Is he still playing in Branson? There's like the Yakov Shmirnov Theater in Branson, Missouri. He used to do all this like Russian Soviet humor. You know the thing about comedy in Russia, you have you have a secured audience. They're not going anywhere, right? It was amazing. He I, like he was like it was like one joke that his entire bit was about. Yes, I was Sam. Do you have some Yakov Shmirnov? You're leaning into the infra, the microphone like you have Yakov Shmirnov information. I believe he has. There's a theater named after him, and I think he still performs in Branson, Missouri. He's still around. Does he have the Yakov Shmirnov Theater? I'm sure he does. He's okay. 72. 72. Yakov Shmirnov. Anyway, I think the as uh, 
as Krolov said, there's an elephant in the room. It's that no matter how much we like, love, adore, and want to say great things about Jokic, right? He's got brothers, like they're all inked up. I was in Huntington Beach the other day. If you've ever been to Huntington Beach, California, you're like, you know, outside of WWE, I think the place that the Jokic brothers belong the most is Huntington Beach, Main Street, with like a cutoff t-shirt, all inked up, all yoked up. Like, like Huntington Beach is the MMA capital of California. And there's lots of dudes. I, I, I went to get my car and there was a, uh, there was a really nice white Tundra with, that was, it had a lift kit on it, black on black wheels. And it was like inches away from my door. Cause it was parked you know, on the, on the double whites, like even well over the double whites. And I just thought to myself, I was like, huh, pickup truck in Huntington beach with an HB logo raised lift kit parked, not in the actual parking lane. Like that says Huntington beach to me. Jokic boys belong in Huntington beach. If not in MMA or, or UFC, I mean, uh, or, um, or even, even WWE. Like they could be main characters or bad guys in a Bond movie too. They could do that as well. Uh, definitely look like some goons. Those that is, I do that is not the family I want to run into and talk ish about their background or their brother's ability to play basketball. But I I, I wrote down a list and I don't do the list that I know others who contribute to this show do the the top ten players in the NBA, the top 20 players of the, just, these are about the top 10 dudes in the league right now. Okay. In no particular order, Embiid, I guess maybe with particular order, he won the MVP. Joker's won the past two MVPs before that. And Giannis won the past two before that. So they're three of the top five. Is that okay? And then I put Luca there as well. All right. Put Luca there. I'd still have Kevin Durant there. I'd have Anthony Davis there. I'd put Steph in that mix. I personally, I think Jalen Brunson, he received more MVP votes than anybody not on this list. Jason Tatum. I'm not a huge Tatum guy, but he is a scoring machine and a versatile defender. And then the the best player the last month and a half of the season was Kawhi Leonard. He's won two finals MVPs, but yes, he does keep getting hurt. That does happen. And obviously, you know, somebody's going to like LeBron, like even LeBron kind of admitted, like I'm better than 90, 95% of the league. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with 90. But he's not a top 10 player anymore. He's, he's just not. But he's into the discussion. But if I said that's the 10 best and we're willing to trade out one or two, are we okay with that? Right? Okay. The guys you wouldn't trade out would be Embiid, Joker, Giannis, Luka. You would not trade them out. They are in any discussion of the 10 best players in the league. They're all foreign born. Okay. And what happens is, um, what's it called when you, you're, is it a xenophobe? The xenophobe? When, yeah, right? Xenophobe when, you, when you're afraid of foreign things. I am not a xenophobe. Right? I love French toast and French fries just like any good American. I'm kidding. 
Like I, I, I had somebody who said the other day, like, don't you just want to just travel? Like, yeah, well, actually, why not? Why have I not traveled more? Every time I go, I'm like, man, why don't I do this more? And then, of course, every time I come back, I'm like, this is the best country ever. But I'm not afraid of to mention that foreign basketball is awesome, different, unique. I've actually played in 12 different countries, played professionally for three different organizations in three different countries. Last uh, summer, I spent a month coaching and living in, in Israel. I'd say, this is not me being a xenophobe, but we kind of are as a country. Right? We have this weird sort of thing where we all came from somewhere else, but like, yeah, now once you're in, like we, it's going to be a hard sale on the American public that a team in the time zone that we care the least about that has done very, very little has the best player who we didn't see play in high school. We didn't see play in college, right? Many of us haven't seen him play at all this year. Like, who is this guy? And he's kind of awkward. He's fun. He's talented. In By no means is this me taking away from who he is. Like, he's awesome. And by the way, Serbian players, like I, my first professional team I was supposed to play with out of college was training in Israel. This is a complicated one. Training in Italy supposed to play in St. Petersburg, Russia, and was coached by a Yugoslavian coach. And I can tell you unequivocally, they do not like little dudes. Like all their point guards, all their centers, everybody, six, seven and above, and they can all handle, pass, dribble, shoot, whatever. And that's really what he plays like. He just happens to be big and have to play center, but he's really like a point guard. He's incredible. But this is one of those deals where... You get away from, we think this is an American sport. A Canadian invented it, but that's okay. Um, and many of the things that we dismiss as not important, like playing in college basketball, it builds up kind of a following. Right? Why is Steph Curry so incredibly popular? Well, one, by, my, by any estimation, he's as good a dude as there's ever been as a superstar. I think that helps. But we saw him play for Davidson. Then there's the videos of him with his dad when his dad was a player. Then we've seen him grow in this meteoric rise or whatever. Right? LeBron James, we've known him since he was 17 years old and he jumped off the screen playing in a high school game at, at, at UCLA. Like we've known him. There's a, there's a relationship there. He's one of us. Right, We know about his mom, Gloria, and how he was raised without a dad, and then his friends, and he brought them with him. Like We know them. We don't know who Jokic is. We know anything about him. He literally just arrived. You're like, well, Doug, you're just, you haven't paid attention. You won the last two MVPs. Like, dude, nobody in the street knows that. They have zero clue. Wait till you see the reaction after game one. Like, he dominates with a triple-double. People go like, man, i never seen some stuff like that. Like, that's what he does every game. He's really, really good. Well, he shoots these one-foot shots. I know! The uh, Krolov's elephant in the room is, I, I don't think we're ready to turn over the American game 
to the foreign-born player, even though we lost it a while back. Right? Embiid, Joker, Giannis, Luca. Not born here. Not raised here. Right? Embiid at least played in college for a year. Remember, didn't play in the NCAA tournament. But I, I think that one of the things lacking in the next wave of the NBA, which, look, dude, this is coming, right? You have two unbelievably talented, unbelievably well-liked. And look, there's there's always going to be a polarizing nature to anybody. I think LeBron's more polarizing than Steph is. But LeBron's got like a year left, probably a second one on some level to try and, you know, to play with Bronny, do the old uh, Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. thing. Steph, did you know Steph Curry's 35 years old? Right. Just because he runs around and plays like a like a kid, just like at some point there's a limit there and he's going to shut it down. The next wave, not necessarily American-born players. And let's see how the world reacts to Mountain Time Zone, Denver Nuggets, nobody watches them in the regular season, no real history of success, taking on an eight seed in the finals. At the end of your first year, Discover Credit Cards automatically doubles all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. I know what you're thinking. Godly, couldn't you have looked up Elephant in the Room before the segment and then treated it as if you knew and you were really well read? I could have, but that would have been dishonest with you. Hey, to me, this is much more how we do it, right? It's like, oh, uh, what? Is, somebody Google that. Somebody Google that. Um, wait to hear what Christian McCaffrey said about the value of running backs. One more herd. The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gallivan for Colin. This is The Herd. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Uh, Rich Eisen had Christian McCaffrey on his podcast. And I thought this was interesting. He said this, of course, Christian McCaffrey, star running back, San Francisco 49ers, said this about the value value of running backs in current day NFL. I think when you look in, the, in, in history and you look at uh, what the running back position has meant to football, uh, they touch the ball more than anybody. And I look at guys like Emmitt Smith and Barry Sanders and, and some of the best to ever do it, man. And these guys played... They didn't, they didn't just play a long time, but they played well for a long time. And, uh, you know, I look at Derrick Henry as another example. Derrick Henry's older than I am, and the guy's done nothing but produce. Um, I look at what, you know, Saquon Barkley brings to the Giants. I look at what Josh Jacobs brings to the Raiders. and Austin Eckler, all, all these backs. I mean, I could name Dalvin Cook. All, all these backs around the league who have done, you know, so many amazing things for their team. They've been clutch um, they carry the ball, they catch the ball out of the backfield, they provide, you know, multiple threats, they, they have to, you know, they create mismatches, uh, they make defensive coordinators think. And I think there's a lot of value to that. And somewhere along the line, you know, the running back position has been undervalued, in my opinion, for what they're asked to do. Um, it's a fascinating discussion. Let's have it with John Middlecoff. Uh, NFL analyst, former scout and coach. Of course, he hosts the Three and Out podcast on Collins Volume Podcast Network. And um, John, what's your reaction to what McCaffrey had to say? Well, I think we all, when you're really close to the sun, you're passionate about something, right? And he's a running back. And, you know, when, when he's been healthy, one of the more, I would say, unique players of his generation uh, you usually players usually protect their own, especially position groups. The the, the one pushback I'd have, uh, and Christian, you know, changed the 49ers last year. He's a when healthy, he's a Hall of Fame level player. Uh, but even he, you know, in 20, you know, played three total games. In 21, played seven games. So it's a double whammy. Guys get injured at that position because of the pounding they take. And also, historically, in let's just use modern day, the internet age, guys fall off a cliff, you know, after usually a certain amount of carries. Now, he listed Derrick Henry, who I'd say is somewhat of an outlier in this game. But also, I'd say not every team would love Derrick Henry because he's not great in the passing game. He's a very, you know, in a pass-heavy offense. If he played for the Bills or the Chiefs, he wouldn't be as valued because they are not going to stick. He's one of those kind of like 1970s, 80s players where, you know, you can give him 28 carries a game and he might gain his 120 yards, carry 21 and on. No, listen, he's, John, he's basically, he's the NBA center going, hey man, this league was built around Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's built with Wilt Chamberlain, George Mikan, right? Start listing names. Like, yes, yes. Uh, but you mentioned his contract's the perfect example. Right? First three years in Carolina, he didn't miss a snap. Didn't miss a snap. Signs a big contract extension a year early, and he wasn't healthy 
he hadn't been healthy since. Hadn't been healthy I, since. And they're yeah, also even, even last year he battled some injuries with the Niners. I, I think the thing with McCaffrey and just running backs in general, their value is much more valued around the league when they are really good in the passing game, which he is. Right. Austin Eckler is. Right. I think the guy that the Lions took that people gave him a lot of crap. They view him as like Alvin Kamara. So you know, Saquon Barkley is not great in pass protection, right? Now, and here's another guy. He's been injured. He's missed time. And, you know, I, I think it all gets down to can you be a three-down productive running back in this passing league? McCaffrey is. So he doubles as a wide receiver. Right. And and, and you mentioned uh, Eckler. Eckler is as well. Not necessarily as good. Not as good between the tackles. Eckler's issue is he's creeping up on 30, right? And how much yeah. do you – that's why he couldn't find Smaller. a trade. And that's why he couldn't find a, a trade part. The, the other part to it is, and this is where all the rules have changed in the NFL – except for when a guy is a running back. In terms of lessening the blow, lessening how much contact you're taking, everything has changed, except for when you run the ball, specifically in between the tackles, there's there's no change in how and where they can hit you. Right? And the, in, at, at wide receiver, they can't line you up. Like, they can't, Daryl, uh, was it Stingley? You know, they can't knock you out and count you out. Uh, they can't touch you, you know, after five yards. There's lots of different things. Even offensive linemen now have more movement, you know, with RPOs where they can get, you know, a couple yards down the field. The only thing that hasn't changed is running back. Hasn't changed I, running I also back. think, like, if, if McCaffrey wasn't a running back, and let's just say, like, he was Christian McCaffrey, the wide receiver, we'd talk about him like Devontae Adams or whatever and look at the value of that type player. So it's just, it's just not apples to apples anymore. And it, I understand it's hard for running backs to kind of, Comprehend that. No question. See your own mortality and try to figure out, wait, if I touch the ball, why am I not Why am I not more valuable when quarterbacks touch the ball the most, you touch the ball the second most, maybe you should Maybe you should get the money. I think the, the other part to it is they're, just, they're very easily replaceable with multiple guys. That, sure. that's, that's, that's really it, right? AI is re- replacing good writers and multiple running backs <laughs> are replacing the, the star running back. I mean, the Chiefs found Pacheco in the seventh round. Right? I know. Look at that guy. Um, and th- have you ever seen a guy run harder than that guy? I mean, not in recent memory. Uh, yeah, that guy. But that's but that's a good example, right? Like, why do so many late round undrafted free agents just in the league make it? Because once they play, it's like, whoa, that guy. If you didn't know, and I just said, hey, that the Chiefs drafted that guy last year in the second round, and you didn't know anything about college football, you would immediately believe me, right? Just to watch the way he plays. Happens every year. Happens absolutely positively every year. Um, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers checking out uh, checking out a certain concert over the weekend? I, you know, you've changed jobs. I, I think a change of scenery. Sometimes we can we can argue and dispute how it was handled over the last couple of years. I think you and I probably lean on the side is he had it pretty good. But listen, he'd been there a long time. I understand. I, I feel. And again, it's all from pictures and stuff the Jets tweeting and the, the going to concerts. Doesn't it feel like he's kind of got a new life? Totally. <laughs> you know, like Peyton Manning, when he went to Denver for Tom Brady, like they had a huge chip on their shoulder, right? Like Peyton was cut because of the neck. Tom, new build didn't want him. Aaron feels more like he's just kind of reinvigorated with some life. I, I, I'm telling you, anyone that's thinking that if the Jets stay relatively healthy, I, I think this guy... He's more of like a positive guy, you know? Like Brady was like angry, and that's, he used that to his advantage. I think if, if Aaron's in a good headspace, 
maybe I. It feels like a lot of people are going to bet against the Jets and just like, oh, it's too good to be true. I, I'm going to be bullish on the Jets this year, man. It's interesting you brought up Peyton because you know Peyton. He's a Denver guy now, right? Like you don't see him oh, well, very loyal, right? The you, Nuggets games. You don't up. see you don't see him at Pacers. You never saw him at Pacers games, at, like no. since he retired, right? He doesn't go back to Indy. Like he's a he's a, a Bronco guy, um, and that it'll be interesting to see how it works out for Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, I'm like, look, I know he lives in L.A., but if if you can be the toast of New York, that's a pretty cool town to be the. Do you, do you agree? Do you agree? There's just like a newfound positivity around him, like an aura. Absolutely, like absolutely. I mean, now look, call me when he has his first bad game and they roast him. For sure. Um, and, and they roast him. But, yeah, for the most part, uh, I think absolutely. He looks like he's happy. You know? he that's. I don't know if he is happy, but he looks like he's happy. And that's a gigantic, gigantic step. I wanted to ask you, Lamar Jackson, you know, he missed the first couple of days of OTAs, which is weird. Then he shows up and they asked him about Todd Munkin's new offense. And basically his synopsis was more throwing, less running. And I get like, you know, for your career, for how you're viewed legacy wise, throwing's important, but he's the best running quarterback ever, ever. Is it really a good idea to have him stand back there and progression read and throw from the pocket? Yeah. To me, what's interesting is, is it an organizational thing? Like if we're going to pay this guy all this money, we want to sustain him. Is this a Lamar Jackson push? Uh, because ultimately, let's say we get a month in and it looks a little off, you know, assuming that they go, you know, let's just take a number, 70-30 pass to run, uh, and the offense, you know, that it was pretty collegiate. Like that look, it no longer looks like that with, with Lamar. Do they go, do they pivot right back? Because, you know, anytime, look at the Miami Heat. What does Eric Spolster get so much credit for? He asks the guys to do what they're good at. Right, it's just like the basic premise of just coaching in general. Right, it's why any baseball manager that's good at managing a bullpen, he he puts guys that are good against certain batters. You know, and football is no different. The moment you ask a guy, now maybe he can expand his passing game to the level of the top five guys. History would say, you know, it's pretty hard to make that jump. Throwing outside the numbers, he's been pretty hit or miss on it. He's obviously really good over the middle of the field. I think you can keep elements of it because the one thing I'll I'll give Lamar. Is and Kyler actually has this too. For running quarterbacks, because they've been doing it so long and they're so fast, they're so elite at it. They don't take many big shots. Like I don't really worry. Now you could argue like get away from some of the between the tackle quarterback runs, but just in general, some of the outside the tackle quarterback sweeps. I, I'm pretty confident of Lamar, uh, you know, avoiding hits. But I'm with you when you have an elite skill at the professional level uh, of just sports in general. I don't really like going away from it, especially when it's not like something that has been a detriment to your you know, body, which I don't think it has watching him play. So I think it's a pretty risky, slippery slope they're on that you know the way football works. They will pivot back fast because what's Lamar going to say? Pay me more? I mean, he's, he got an astronomical contract. So I, I do think we're going to see them attempt to throw it a lot more early. But when things don't work in that division, right, we know Cincinnati's good. Pittsburgh's going to have a lot of momentum coming into the season. They're going to have a big chip on their shoulder. It's not like you look at the AFC, there's some lock to make the playoffs now. Uh, it's difficult to get to 10, 11 wins in that conference. So I think there's just going to be a lot of pressure despite getting this contract done, you know, just on the Ravens quote unquote passing heavy offense. All right. All right here's the, here's the, uh, 
the current conspiracy theory scenario, right? Jimmy G, stop me if you've heard this before, but apparently hurt again with his foot. Um, Brady just happens, he can invest in any team, just happens to be the Raiders. The, the long-standing rumor was he wanted to do Vegas originally, but they decided, Gruden decided to hang on to Derek Carr. That was the, that was the team that Brady was talking about. Are you kidding? Yeah. You're, you're, you're sticking with that guy, right? Mm-hmm. What's the chances that if Jimmy at some point can't go, that Brady becomes a Raider? Well, I was not shocked. I mean, Florida was making a big deal over this on the internet about the Jimmy. This is back-to-back years he can't pass physical. This is a guy that's injured a lot. So to me, that's not shocking. The shocking thing was is they don't have other options, right? If you just remove Tom, if Jimmy, it's like, oh, they can get out of the contract for nothing. Okay, well, what are they going to do? It wasn't just Tom was interested in the Raiders. Mark Davis wanted them to do it. But, you know, he's paying Gruden all that money, gave him the authority to make personnel decisions. He's not, in a weird way, a meddler when it comes to personnel. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, Doug, they have no options. So let's just say Jimmy can never get healthy because this kind of shines light now into Devontae Adams, who's a team guy, not a negative guy, said some comments. Well, he's at practice. If he's Brian Hoyer, he's got to be thinking, what are we doing? You know, this is, this is insane. This is a guy, we're depending on a guy that's injured, now, the thing with Brady is he's dealing with this, you know, the divorce and the custody of splitting time. It, there are just some more variables the older you get, but the connection with Josh McDaniels, the push. The other thing is, Doug, Vegas, the night, boom, Stanley Cup Finals. You know, I, I'm not watching much WNBA, but I saw a tweet that the Aces are, you know, have a historic first four games. They're defending champs. They're about to get a baseball team. Like, Vegas ain't about, like, losers. So there is some pressure on Mark and just the Raiders in general for some relevancy. I mean, it's football, it's the NFL, but you can't just consistently be some 6-7 win team in that market. So, yeah, I mean, if if Jimmy can't go, they can't go to Brian Hoyer. Because if Brian Hoyer was a starting quarterback, what do you think? Four or five wins? I mean, they they would be terrible. So, yeah, I I think they they would have no choice, but... You know, what if Brady told him no? You know, I, 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 I got a real quick funny story for you to relate to the Devontae Adams thing, right? Because if Devontae Adams was like, dude, why is Brian Hoyer my quarterback? What what did I sign up for, right? It's like, dude, it, have you paid attention to the Raiders the last 25 years? I know. It, it, rem- it reminds me of one of my dear friends in the business is, you know, Boog Shambi. He he does uh, yeah, Sunday Night yeah, Baseball yeah. and he does the, the Cubs games. And he used to be, a long time ago, he was, uh, he was the play-by-play voice of the Marlins when they won their World Series, right? And he was close with Moises Alou. And the year, the first year Moises Alou was in Chicago, he did a he did a game and he had he had dinner with Moises and he was like, So, Cubs, Wrigley, Summer, how is it? He's like, A lot of day games, man. A lot of day games. Right? <laughs> You're like, it's the Cubs. You didn't know there were a lot of day games? <laughs> it's the Raiders. You didn't know that they, they, they make bizarre plans and bizarre decisions? I, I feel zero sympathy for, for Devontae Adams. Middlecoff, we got to run. You're the best. I appreciate you joining us. Later, man. See you. Let's get to Jason Stewart with the news. Oh, we'll, we'll get to Jason Stewart on the other side? All right, we'll do the news on the other side. Coming up next, I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. The news of the day is Bob Myers is stepping down as president GM of the dubs of the warriors what happens now 
We'll discuss next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week... While we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Oliver for Collins, The Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Um, top of the hour, okay? Top of the hour. I think we're missing a couple elements to the heat discussion. Okay? A couple elements to the heat discussion we are absolutely missing, and we'll get to that as the heat close out the Boston Celtics in a a kind of wonk, wonk game seven last night in Boston. Before we get to that, let's get to Jason Stewart with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. What do you got, Jace, too? News of the day, Doug. Uh, Woj broke it a couple hours ago. Two-time executive of the year of the Warriors, Bob Myers, is stepping down as president and GM. The press conference is at 1 p.m. Pacific time today to say goodbye. Our guy Mark Medina, NBA reporter, just uh, tweeted out this quote from Draymond Green a couple of weeks ago when asked about what would Bob Myers' departure mean as far as his decision with the team, as far as the team in general, Draymond Green said, quote, 
F right it matters. When I talk about the same guys that I rode in with, well, guess what? That's one of the guys I rode in with. So going to war and battle with him every year, it means a lot to me. That means a lot to Steph. It means a lot to Steve and Clay as well. It means a lot to all of us. Now, Doug, what do you think this decision today, uh, how do you think it impacts kind of how the Warriors look moving forward and specifically Draymond Green's future? Uh, Now, I had heard, again, and this is just more rumor than like substantive, right? I had heard that there was a break between Joe Lacob and his guys and um, Bob Myers over the punishment of Draymond Green, right? That he wanted to get rid of Draymond Green. I mean, think about it, right? All this stuff that's created and Draymond has even admitted what I said on this show or my show going back a week ago, which is Draymond destroyed this year's team. Make no mistake about it. In the last year of his deal with the Golden State Warriors, what he did with Jordan Poole destroyed this team. Gave them zero chance of ultimate success. And we'll discuss it at the top of the hour because it all is interrelated. So I I, I also I think that Draymond, when he's forward-facing, when he's talking to the camera, when he's doing his pod, he does like to portray a very honest gene, but I, I'm not sure he's being as forthcoming about their, their feelings about each other. What does it do for Draymond? If Steve Kerr's there, he's obviously going to be there. Steve Kerr was the one who said... We are not a championship contender if we don't have Draymond Green. That That's all kind of you need to know. And oh yeah, by the way, all the acquiescing and batting the eyes at LeBron James, he doesn't fit there. Everybody knows that. Right? You can't, he can't shoot. He's not, he's, he's a great weapon to have, but his man is going to be in the way. And LeBron doesn't like that. Simple. You know, no matter all the great attributes he brings, he's not going to be a Laker. So his options are a little bit limited. I'd love to see if they grind him on price, but I don't think any of this affects him at all. Now, another interesting layer to this, something I hadn't thought about, right? Uh, New York Post sports media columnist, Andrew Marchand, uh, quote tweeted Woj's announcement Mm -hmm. that uh, Myers is stepping down, and he just said, media implications... As Myers has done some media now, I know I think Myers was on our uh, LA affiliate AM five seventy doing some UCLA Bruins stuff before he uh, joined the Warriors. I want to say, yeah. I I thought about this when Sean McVay had the chance to walk away and take that uh, take the money with Amazon. If he does like broadcasting for a year and just kind of waits out the market as opposed to just jumping right in, do you think that appeals to Bob Myers? Um, yeah. I mean, I think we all. What's the job you think he'd want? Ultimately? Yes. Lakers? Yes. Clippers? What job do you think? You, like, listen, I think the Clippers have a chance. I still think they have, there's still a window. There's still a chance to take over LA, right? They bought they bought land and they're building the best building in town in Inglewood, which is City of Champions. That is the LA Lakers old home. Right? They just they went and dug in their own home. They moved in with the ex-wife and they're like, yeah, this is our spot now. But they're still the Clippers, right? Still haven't gotten out of the second round. They're still the Clippers. Um and I also think that that he's Bob's one of those guys who's like, okay, I've played, I've done the agent thing. Now I can do the GM and president thing. Now do the TV thing and see what I like. I think that makes sense. 
from Southern Keys, LA guy, comes back, and then you just wait. You know, you wait out to see what happens with Palinka. Um, and what happens with, you know, LeBron post-career because most people don't want that job because you feel like you can't do anything without the approval of Rich Paul. Like there's Rich Paul is like a wants to be a GM as well with it. So if he does take the media job, that's the one you're waiting on is the Lakers when they ultimately clean house, which is what's going to happen whenever LeBron retires. And I see his value only going up a year from now if he if he just does the media, right? Um, because he has all those he has all those titles and yeah. and the the draft picks that they missed on like all right like whereas Palinka has hit on his draft picks, Palinka did a tremendous job fixing the roster this year and we don't know we assume some of those mistakes of the past we don't know if they're him or if they're LeBron or all the entangling stuff, but Palinka has a PR problem that Bob Byers doesn't have. That's a real thing. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see if that's the job he waits on. Last thing, Doug. Jalen Brown is eligible for a $295 million Supermax contract extension this summer. Damn! Celtics have a have the decision to make. He's got a decision to make. What ultimately do you think Jalen Brown does? They've offered that money, he takes it. Nobody turns that down. think so, huh? Yeah. Again, and the new, just so you know, there's a new collective bargaining agreement where you can... It, it, it's an excessive pay difference between signing with your home team and signing with somebody else. It's designed to allow, it's really designed for small market teams to be able to keep their prized asset like Victor Webinyama whenever he becomes available so that you don't have a Shohei Otani situation with the Angels, you know, or w- what's happened throughout the NBA. But I think if offered that money, he, t- he takes it. And I think most NBA teams would probably sign him up and just go like, look, he's not perfect, but he's our guy. We got to one NBA Finals, Eastern Conference Finals. You know, you can make the excuses. First-year coach, Tatum rolls, rolls his ankle in Game 7. I think they offer. I think he takes it. And that's Jason Stewart with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Um, all right, coming up next, here's what I want to do. The Heat won last night. And I I know that early on the show, and for the most part, all shows, we're going to focus on the Celtics losing and what happens to the Celtics because we still have the Heat to play in the finals, and that's the way it works. But instead of just saying, hey, they got undrafted players and Eric Spolster is great, what if we actually told you why? I'll do so next in The Herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.